People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning And pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. Sponsor time. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business, and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam-up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Shout out to Miss Mary, the owner of Buckaroo Tattoo in Wheatland, California. Email her now at buckaroo-tat, and then the number two, at yahoo.com to make an appointment. Hit her up on Instagram at buckaroo-tat, and the number two, or at Ink in My Glove on Facebook at buckaroo-tat. She's been tattooing some badass tattoos for the past 13 years at her shop. And let me tell you, she is literally flying here at the beginning of March tattoo me for a couple days and record some shows with me so if i'm using her and i'm letting her tattoo the shit out of me and she's sponsoring this show boy y'all need to look her up right now make your appointment with her you ain't gonna be disappointed at all she is grown i can't wait Shout out to Buckaroo Tattoo and Miss Mary go look them up on all social media platforms now cowboy stuff my buddy old friend Chris Sapp, owner of Desperado and Company, over at the Pooler Tanger Outlet Mall. They are in Suite 611. They offer all kind of Western wear. Boots, toddlers, youth, women's, men's, everything. They have Ariat wallets, phone cases, men and women's jewelry, uh, Montana silversmith, belt buckles, Ariat belts for men. They offer clinch. Ariat and Wrangler are their main brands of clothes. Lots of exotic boots. Uh, guys, I saw some of the stuff that they're bringing me and some of the stuff I get to try on. Let me tell you, there's a lot of great Western wear places that are up in Nashville that I get to go to. This place compares to every single one of them. So what I need you guys to do is look up Desperado and Company, Chris Sapp. Their phone number is 912 six zero four zero three eight nine go check them out get all turquoise the hell up 
get all westerned up, look like a cowboy cowgirl. Western fashion is the coolest shit to me, by the way. And uh, the fact that they're on board as a sponsor now, I can't wait to try on some of the stuff that he has sent me and everything that they have sent me in pictures uh, to get my size in. Dude, it's all banging. It's all awesome. So look up Desperado and Company now. Mr. Chris Sapp, once again, the Puller Tanger Outlet Mall, Suite 611. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency. And that phone number in Macon is 478 621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. It's prom season, and let me tell you, if I was still in high school, I know exactly where I would go to get my tux because I like flashy. I like loud. I like obnoxious clothing. If you ever see the stuff I wear out in Macon, Nashville, wherever the hell I go, to be honest with you, I like to be seen <laughs> as much as I am heard. And Miss Vicky over at Dolly's Delights showed me the other day a company that she's ordering from now that had the loudest and most obnoxiously good-looking tuxes. Fellas, if you're trying to turn heads and you're in high school, Dolly's Delights is where the hell you need to be. So moms and dads, take your boys over there. And while you're over there, get some of that good candy. Make sure you satisfy that sweet tooth. It's the best place to do it. You're not going to find anybody better to deal with, and not to mention she's got the best prices around. That's Dolly's Delights, located at 5122 3rd Avenue, Eastman, Georgia. Call her at 478-231-7237. Dolly's Delights. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Well, I'm doing a live show there February the 15th. She's going to feed me. I'm going to take a couple of my friends with me from social media there, uh, probably around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if any of y'all would like to come hang out, please do. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed she takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, 
every single aspect. That's why I'm taking my equipment there to actually record with her and her staff. So please go check out Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive In. I'm about tired of reading all these sponsors, but I'm grateful for each and every one of them. But I saved my homegirl for last. Let me tell you about Miss Reagan, who's getting me in shape right now. I need each and every one of y'all to go look her up on Instagram at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit. She does one-on-one customized meal planning, nutrition guides, and training in home or at the gym. I know she stays on my ass, so I know she'll stay on yours. Look, this is the thing with Reagan. She's lost the weight, she stayed in shape, and now she's helping people do the same thing that she did. And she did it the healthy way. She can help you lose body fat, gain muscle, or just improve your overall health. Whatever your goal is, she'll help you with it. I promise that. And the thing is, she holds you accountable in a way that most people don't. She's very affordable, and she offers weekly and monthly payments. So please, go look up my homegirl, Miss Reagan, at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit on Instagram. Now, let's get to the show. Thank you all for tuning into the Josh Terry Podcast. Uh, this show was supposed to come out last week. I thought I was getting fucking stood up on Valentine's Day, but dude actually fucking call. He didn't ghost me. Uh, I would like to introduce y'all to a guy that I've followed for a long time on social media. If y'all have heard me bitch about guys on social media, how I don't think they're funny. This has never been a guy considered not funny. He's actually original. The stuff he puts out, um, it almost fucking made me mad the other day when he didn't message me back, but we'll get into that in a minute. I want to uh, introduce y'all to Mr. Cody. If you don't already know him, I guess he goes by comedic Cody. But uh, what's up, dude? Man, I wanted I wanted to start off by saying I'm a total piece of shit. You, you said it, I didn't. I, I'm telling you, I lost sleep that day. This is what happened. We were supposed to do it beforehand. Valentine's Day came around. I ended up having a meeting that rolled over way too long. And by that time. I got home, left my phone in the truck. It sounds like a whole bunch of horse shit, but I left my phone in the truck, got into the house. By that time, I was supposed to cook Valentine's Day dinner for my lady that was about to be home. I messed up, man. Hey, it's I'm cool. honored to be here and honored you gave me a, a second chance, boo-boo, because I was a little nervous. Hey, look, it's cool. Hey, I'll tell you, two funny things real fast. First off, I am very salty about men in general on social media. Men, <laughs> men are, and I was so, and this is the thing. I was so glad that you called me because like I said, I have actually followed you for a long time. I like the shit you post. Like I, I don't like people to just do the trendy shit. I like people to come up with original content and yeah. you would not know this. I, I usually hate when somebody, and I've had one person on the show in particular that I kind of was like, you got to take comedian out of your name because you're not funny. Like, yeah. I don't I don't know why you have this in your fucking name. You've never even done stand up or whatever. Like, why are you why do you even consider yourself comedian? Because that's something that I comedians are something that I love. Like, that's that's my something that I just take pride in. I'm not a comedian, but yeah. I take pride in those that actually are. I don't have a problem with you, you using it. But so what? 
So it was like crazy. I was like, if this dude fucking stands me up and he doesn't Stop. say something, it's gonna I'm gonna have to fucking blast him. But I really probably wouldn't have. And, and the thing is, like when I I agree that and and now that I'm I'm in stand-up, I always like go by Cody Smith as generic yeah. as I start going by like Cody Lewis with Lewis being my middle name because yeah. I most generic white boy name you can have not only in comedy but in the world but i got you beat i'll tell you mine in a minute it's was it Trevor, trevor daniel I, steven I, I, have, I have three first names god dang it three trashy first names jo- joshua lee terry <laughs> candy with a k it sounds you like suck. i live in the trailer park with the worst fucking credit score of all time all right that's all, all right, right. When I first started TikTok, I was a pharmacist and I, I feel I didn't know anything was going to come of it. I was doing sketch comedy and I mean, I was averaging 40, 50 likes a video and I was like, well, I'll do sketch comedy. So in order to let people know what they're getting into before they come to my page, comedic Cody, it'll work. Yeah. And at that time, no one was really doing a ton of comedy on TikTok. So I was like, well, I'm going to try a different approach. It was a lot of lip syncing, a lot of dancing. And I was like, well, let's see what happens. And then it kind of just went off from there. So when I started, I was just more so manifesting it. And I I didn't do stand-up. I've I've only been doing stand-up for about six months. Yeah. How's that going? It's going, man. It is it has been insane. This past uh year I went from March to uh very beginning of October. Ended up doing 35 states, three countries. And uh, now this year I'm I'm booking it all myself, and I uh, I go back out on March 25th, and my first show went on sale this past Friday, and it just sold out this morning. Fuck yeah, dude! Well, that's cool. So, that's good. Well, I'm glad. Well, that makes me even happier that you're not a piece of shit. <laughs> hey, I was been- ready. I was ready for you to be. Um, I was ready. Well, the thing is, and that's what I was getting to, is the men. I had to learn the hard way going into uh, going into working country radio when you're given like a big platform. Some guys don't know how to fucking take it, and they think that they're just all of a sudden they're just the shit. They're Agreed. just the, cool, the coolest <laughs> motherfucker ever, right? Yeah. And they all of a sudden, if you don't have like numbers that are equivalent to them, or like especially radio, it's hard to tell, but in TikTok or Instagram or whatever, first thing somebody's going to do is they're going to go look and see how many people follow them compared to you. Yeah. And there's a lot of them. They're like, I'm not fucking with him. He, he's got what one tenth of what I've got or something like that. And so every once in a while you find somebody that's cool as fuck and don't care. They just want to get to know you. And then it's like, Oh, okay. So he's got awards and he's got acknowledgements and other stuff. He just doesn't right. give a shit about TikTok. I like those guys that fuck with me and they realize, Oh, he's good at something else. He's right, not, right. he's not good at this. I'll never be good at TikTok or the social media shit. I don't want to be, honestly, I understand that it's a necessary evil for me. Like right. I need to be better at it to promote my studio, to promote my show. But at the same time, it's hard for me because I can't say, and I can't post the stuff that I want to say. So right. it's almost like I'm not being true to me when I post some shit on there. Cause if I do, it's getting fucking banned and took down. So why even why even spend the time doing it in the first place? So no, I, yeah, I had a lot of that happen. And I I can't tell you how many people I have met since all of this happened. And my my circle has remained almost identical. 
if anything, it's just become smaller and it, it makes you appreciate good people because yeah. I'm telling you what, man, it's a beautiful platform. It's given a lot of people opportunities, but I've met people five, 10, 15 million followers. And one thing I take pride on is I would be nothing without every single one of those people. So why would I treat them any less than the next person? That's exactly how you're supposed to be. They're behind you. And it's the same thing when people say, oh, I've only got a hundred followers. I've only got a hundred thousand followers, 200,000. So why are you talking to me? You have millions and stuff like that. I'm like, if you were standing on a stage right now and you have a hundred people following you, all a hundred people that you inspired at some point in your life just sat in front of you while you were on stage, you would feel inspired. Absolutely. It would more and it would, it would push you to reach out to more people, inspire more people, things of that nature. So there's not a single number that's going to make anybody better than the next person. And I, I take pride in that. And I appreciate you mentioning that and things of that nature, because I can't tell you how many people that I've met that won't fuck with somebody else because they don't have a good following. And yeah. that is, one of the worst parts. Yeah, um, I get, I get really, and now, like I said, that's why I'm glad you called the other day. That's why I was the relief that you called because most of the guys that I have fucked with on the show, there's three that have over a million that have been on the show that I consider a friend that I've done shit with yeah. Justin goose and John Michael Stewart. Um, those are the only three that I've actually spent time with and done shit with constantly. And, I was like, but they're all people I also consider actually funny or entertaining. And so that's where it was like with you the other day. I was like, well, this is going to suck because he's one of the few people I actually considered fucking funny. That it seems like he's original and entertaining. And I just got blew the fuck off. I'm a piece. No, it's cool. It's cool. that, And I'm glad that you fucking called though. That was the thing. If you wouldn't have called or you would have sent a text message, I'd have been like, oh, this guy's piece of shit. Dude, I, I really wish like it just, it added up so badly because like, I got hey, oh, shit happens. Ah, oh, dude, I shit happens. Like, it was funny. I had just texted Goose too. I had just texted Goose, and I was like, "If your dude stands me the fuck up," <laughs> and that straight up told me that he just didn't like me because he was jealous of certain things I was doing and shit like that. So I'm like, if you went to Goose, he is going to back you up a hundred percent. If you're like that, dude's a dick. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Fuck!" Oh, no, I'm honored to be honored. Sorry, and, uh, and you're good. Yeah. And um, and what was crazy too is like it wasn't. I I defended you not long ago too. Um, it was um, I can't remember who I was having a conversation. I was in Nashville. My studio's in Georgia, but I I'm in Nashville and I record at a at Live Oak in Nashville for a public show once a month. Yep. And um, we were talking about people I wanted to invite on the show for the, our public shows, our public shows are fucking wild. They're crazy. They're fun as fuck. Um, actually you're more than welcome to come to any of them and be part of them. I did. You, you would crush at them. You would fucking kill at them. Um, but didn't you used to do the, um, I don't, I'm not going to say the name of them or whatever, but didn't you used to go around with like a group of people, like trying to put on like the variety shows or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I didn't like them, but I didn't like them for a certain reason. I just didn't think that they were put together well i thought that like somebody like you should have been it should have been either comedy based or music based if that makes yeah. sense like it should have been promoted around one individual mm. instead of like a lot of people trying to 
do a lot of different things as a variety show. Right, right, right. No, no disrespect to anybody that was doing the no. shit, shit or whatever. I just, I just didn't get it. But I'm also not the demographic that was going to the fucking concerts and shit either, you know? It was, I mean, you'd be surprised a little bit of everybody, but it was, I can't say we, but they were like the pioneers yeah. of doing group stuff based from TikTok. And a lot of people don't know it, but I didn't really join the group until later. And yeah. I was just, oh, so I wasn't in any group chats. I wasn't in any okay. show, but they would ask like certain aspects what games should we play? And I would throw out ideas in that, in that aspect. But for the most part, I was hosting and, uh, yes, see, I would, when they yeah. asked me the actual full show, but I just continued to host until it ended. Yeah. See, I would have built like shit just around like you doing probably like 30 minutes of stand up, And then I would have got like two or three actual like artists that weren't, was not signed yet off of TikTok that were yeah. actually good. That could just do acoustic <laughs> sets. And I would have just built it as that. It kind of it kind of was that, and you gotta you gotta keep in mind it was just a bunch of a bunch of guys that have never done anything like yeah. it, going in front of hundreds, almost thousands of people. So they kind of just took what they knew and what and it. But no, I mean, I was I was on stage for like five, ten minutes, yeah. not even ten minutes. I mean, like two to five minutes. I'd be on stage, and then I'd introduce everybody, and then I'd. I mean, I wouldn't come out until the very end. Oh, I see. I didn't know all that shit. See, I yeah. guess you only, you only see what people want to share with you. Absolutely. You that's know, so I, yeah, that's, that's it. You only see you only see what folks want to let you fucking know about. People know what a uh, a cunt I am, and they know like literally I have countries, man. Yeah, they know that I have such an opinion on fucking everything. Like, I, but that's that's, you know, that's my job, and so you just job, man. Yeah, they they just know they want to they want to gas me up with shit. Hey, if you're good at it, keep doing that shit. TMZ is still in business for a reason, my man. You are fucking right about that. So, <laughs> so you started. By the way, you live in. You got to live close to Phil or uh, Pittsburgh if you're a Phillies fan, right? Philly, I'm not. Yeah, I, 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 fu I fucked up. I said Pittsburgh. I, I messed oh, up. So no, man, I'm in Virginia. Okay. <laughs> So you didn't seem like when I saw you, I guess I saw a picture of you and your old lady uh at a uh, Heinz Field. So that was my mom. Okay, fuck, I'm stupid. <laughs> she would love that. She would love that you said that. You got a good looking mom. Good job, <laughs> bud. So so my mom's uh it was passed down. My mom's stepdad was a big Steelers fan. I believe he's from somewhere in that area. I used to work there a lot. He did electricity and it was passed down to my mom. My mom then passed it down to me. And uh, my mom has never been to a professional game, never been to a Steelers game and never been to Heinz field. So I did all of the things in one, got a fourth row from the uh, field and surprised my mom for a birthday That's and cool. uh, brought her to a Steelers game, man. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. But no, I live in Southern Virginia, right above uh, North Carolina. Yeah, I didn't figure you, you seem like you were more southern. Yeah. That's yeah. that's why it confused me. Yeah, got a mouth from the south. I take pride in it, man. You, you should. Uh cause, see, I, that's what I started to blame on you the other day, too. I didn't message you and say this to you. But uh that's what I started with you being late the other day. I was like, oh, we're in fucking different time zones. But then I even thought about it and, it. and then I even thought about it, and I was like, you know what? Even if he's in fucking Pittsburgh, 
We're still East Coast. No, dude, I was going to be like, man, I'm I'm about to get it get to the airport. I'm in LA yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would have done. That's what I should have done, son of a You could say you could have fucking weaseled your way out of it, and I'd have never hey, known. Your podcast, if I'm late, I'm going to be like, fuck, I got to say I'm in a different country. That's what y'all are doing. <laughs> I I would have lied my ass out of it. Uh I tried. I'm just, I don't I look like I, I said. You got my respect when you called. You just don't know. And I'm going to fucking say it a hundred more times because if I could actually say the name, there's two there's two things that fucking piss me off so bad about the men that have been on the show. They're the Not all of them. The ones that I'm just referring to here. I'll get a dude on this show and they won't realize because I don't sit here and brag on it all the time. I mean, I take pride in what I do, but it's top 1% in the fucking world. All the time. All the time. It's top 1% in the fucking world at a lot 4.5 million. I've got fucking accommodations and stuff from the state of Georgia. I get to record at the biggest places in Nashville. Like, and I've got great up-and-coming artists that are on the show. I get people like you. I get other folks on there. And you get folks that just, I don't think that they'd like, they don't care or whatever. I don't know. Because there's been like some guys that you probably even know that have done the show. They will not share that they've been on the show. And it's like, and it's not that the conversation was bad or anything. It's just they don't they're going to get enough from it. Yeah, it's like, it's not like I think that they're doing me a favor or I'm doing them a favor, but it's like, hey, if the conversation was good, it's good content for you. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Then, if, then I, I feel like. Oh, sorry. Shit. No, Go you're ahead. good. No, you're good. I forget there's like a overlay sometimes with this shit. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like sometimes it's kind of like a slapping. But that's also I know who not to fucking invite to anything that we do. When we right. get to do, when we get to do some bigger shit in Nashville, I know the people that I, I want to invite to do stuff with and who the people never to fucking speak to again. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'll, uh, I wish I would have thought about it, dude. We could have done something live because I'll be in Nashville in two weekends for like six days. Uh, You're not talking about like the week of uh, March the 15th, are you? I think so. Uh, Well, if you come around March the 15th, we're recording at Live Oak, and there's going to be a lot of fucking people there from That's social media. Right. So, so it's... Not this I don't know actually. So it's not it's not this upcoming weekend. Today's Sunday. So it's not this upcoming weekend, but the following weekend. Okay, I don't fucking have anything in front of me. I don't, I don't I'll get I'll get there the fucking twelfth of that weekend, I think. Because I'm there Thursday to Tuesday. Uh, well, I'll probably be there while you're there. Shit, now I'm trying to figure out I need I don't, a count. I don't, yeah, I I'm looking at it now. Yeah, I I don't know, fuck it. I'm not good. I I can't. I'm it's not a, good. At I'm not good at calendars. Uh, I don't know what the fuck it. Is. It seems like I should be there then, but also, I'm not fucking sure. Um, yeah. I That's I got right. so much. There's so much shit on my plate, like on yours, dude. But it seems like you're way busier though. Uh, at least I, all my all my shit's right around here. Either somebody's coming to the studio, unless I'm in Nashville, or I can just do Zoom calls like this. Uh as much as I would rather have like somebody you come to the studio and record. Man, it is so much more convenient for everybody just to do it like this and be done. It. I was actually telling Kay, I was like, to make up for me missing the day I was supposed to go, I might fuck around and fly to Indiana. To Indiana? Aren't you in Indiana? No, you're in Georgia. Yeah. I thought I, you were like, I, I, from. I, yeah, I wish you'd fly to Indiana now just so you could like be completely lost. Uh, I, 
Hot Indiana now and go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's what I should have said. Uh, no, a goose is in Indiana, but he's coming down here in two weeks. That's what I've got in two weeks. He's coming down here in two weeks. Um, I'm teaching him how to uh, to start a podcast. I'm going to show him how to do all the equipment and all that good shit and everything and help him get set up. Nice. Yeah, I just got mine rolling in yeah. the past weeks. Yeah, he uh, he's going to try to help me learn social media, and I can just already know I'm not going to fucking want to do it. Wrong guy. Huh? You're asking the wrong guy. Dude, it just seems like of all the people I could ask – his stuff will be this closest is what I could post. Yeah, no, I'm just messing with you, man. No, you'll be, I think it'll just, uh, honestly, you could just start posting clips. Do you post clips of your podcast? Yeah, but it only really works if they're in person. Yeah. Yeah. The Zoom. Uh, I really do hope we're in Nashville at the same time, man. I'd love to do like a live broadcast. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I do. I would love to have you come. We got a we got a really good lineup for that show as far as artists goes. It's playing on it. Uh, there's a couple of surprises that we're supposed to be having come to the show to be like guest hosts and everything on it. We we make our live shows like a fucking party with the whole bar. We like some microphones wander around the bar, so like you get some peop- interaction from people. Uh, we got we got artists playing the whole time. The last show that we had, we had Trey Lewis. Uh, Mr. Dick down in Dallas, um, uh, Brian Martin, who's real big on social media and everything. Oh, that is brother. Hey, look, Brian. Family. Hey, Brian and me have been close for a long time. He was going around with some folks that you probably know. I'm not going to say their name on here, but they came to the studio one point in time and did a show with me uh, back when I, I don't remember the fucking name of that. Uh, he was on the bus with them. Um, yeah. Anyway, they came to the studio and did a show when they were promoting some shows in Georgia. This is before Brian blew up. He was just writing music for somebody that was on the bus with him. Aiken? Yeah. And, okay, yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was and uh now, I could say if there's one person I know a I know a couple people, but easily top three, number one, I am so glad all these great things are happening to Brian fucking Martin. Dude. That, Serves every ounce of success coming his way, and I'm, dude, I'll start tearing up. That he he is such a genuine dude, and he, you can just hear it in his music. And he actually came to my second show ever last year and opened up for the cl- uh, crowd before I came up on stage. Yeah, and I mean, I, I consider that dude family. I my whole family considers him family. He's just that is such a damn good dude. The first time I hurt. The first time I heard him play was in here in the studio. And uh, the guy he was writing music for had just played a song. And I hadn't heard him either. I was just helping promote the show or whatever. And uh, after everybody went outside or whatever, me and Brian sitting around, I told the story in front of everybody before and on the show, so it doesn't matter. But uh, Brian, I, I told him, I was like, dude, I don't know why I haven't heard of you, heard of you yet, but you're better than everybody in this room. Like, you, you can write is- a song. So sticky, good, dude. He he is so good. I yeah. I'm proud of that man. We uh when we played the last show that we did at Live Oak in Nashville, he played for us, and um he uh he was in a very bad car wreck uh last year sometime. Or it was get anyway. I was yeah. the per I was the person he called and had to help EMS get there, and he tells a story on stage, 
and I'm fucking crying like a baby on stage. Brian's fucking crying. It's the scariest phone call I've ever gotten in my life, having to sit there. Because we were together that night. We went out. And, yeah. uh, God, dude, Brian is just – he's a special fucking person. Absolutely. That dude is going to be huge. He already is, but you're going to – he's going to be selling out arenas. I've said that since one of the first times I ever met that man. Man, he, he – and- he has got a gift. And dude, sure. he, he's got something that'll inspire you, me, everybody else. Get him when we got off the phone to send you a picture of this graph that he's got on his phone. And it is his uh his Spotify spins. He yeah. showed he sat here at the bar the other night with me, or when I was in Nashville the other night, or a couple weeks ago. And it's his Spotify spins from 2016 until like last year. And it's a flat line. It's yeah. a fuck. It's dead from 2016 to last year, and now it's a fucking Mount Everest. And dude, it's, it's just proof for everybody, man. If you're good at what you do, yeah, all you got to do is just keep being you. Got to stay consistent. And I texted him when not only he got verified, but when his singles, and then it started jumping up to like three million monthly streams. I yeah. was like, dude, I am one of the clear signs that somebody's doing good is the people that used to shit on you and hold you back and talk shit about you when they start posting about you every single day, boosting you up and talking about how great you're doing and how close of friends y'all really are. Brian can see straight through that shit, but it's the people that didn't fuck with him last year are now posting all about him. And I'm like, dude, you've made it. You made it. That's, I, that's ultimate. Like, I, I love that shit. I mean, like I'm, Again, I could talk about Brian freaking Martin all day. I'm so proud of that, man. But, yeah, you're right. You just have to stay consistent and push that shit. Like, even if you feel like only 10 people are watching, 10 people can share it to 10 other people. Now you got 20. 20 people share it to 20 other people. Now you got 40. So it's like if you stay consistent with your dreams and what you want to see out of your life, it's it's only a matter of time. It's only yeah, as long as you know that you're being consistently, genuinely you, and you're yeah. like, and nobody else is doing what you're doing, you got to be honest with yourself. If you are doing you, and nobody else is doing it, or if somebody's trying to do it, and you know that you're doing it a thousand times better than anybody else can do it, yeah, you're gonna fucking make it. Now, it, some people got to earn. That's why I like the people that pay their fucking dues, and yeah. I don't like the people that it's easy earned. Like, uh, I, I feel bad right now for fucking Bailey Zimmerman, to be honest with you. I'm not the biggest fan of his music. I don't think he's a bad dude at all. And I kind of like some of it. But, like, he's getting all this shit and everything on social media right now from some shitty videos that were posted and everything of him. That uh, went out? Yeah, there's one of his monitors went out. Him is he's he steps out of his comfort zone and, differs himself from other artists because it actually a lot of artists have been like fuck it you still bought a ticket or fuck y'all i'm still opening yeah. for more all and i don't care what you think he's like i don't want you guys to think i'm bad so he's doing everything necessary yeah. to make sure it doesn't happen again and i can't tell you how much i respect that because the kid is so young yeah and he, opening from morgan wallen i i can't be mad at that man a, a drop and i'm we have a lot of mutual friends and they were supposed to come out to my live special in Nashville and some things popped up, but dude, I, it, it, he shows his, his true genuine colors with like 
commenting on all of those videos where his audio went out and they're like, well, now I know I can show up an hour early and not miss anything if I go to a Morgan Wallen concert. And he's like, guys, that was one show. I promise it won't happen again. And I'll make sure it doesn't happen again and things like that. People forget on social media that we're all fucking human. Yeah. Like if Bailey were to take somebody from the audience that was booing him, put him up on stage and sing into a mic, how the fuck would the crowd react when they started singing? Would it sound, would it sound, are you saying it would sound better than Bailey? Then why are you in the audience not up on stage? Yeah. That's immediately shut the fuck up. I was shut the it, fuck up. I, I, I have probably became a bigger fan of him now since the way he started handling it. So much respect. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, you're right. You wouldn't get that from most people, but I, I think where I like a seasoned person that had to pay their dues a little bit more than him though. Mm. They they would have already like went about it not differently, but I think they might have even stopped the show, been like, "Hey, my monitors are out. This is fixing to sound like shit. Just get ready for it." Or they would have went about it a different way, like, "Hey, we're finna do acoustic. Just get fucking ready." Like, but you, you got to think it like this: you could, you, it, it was probably obvious when the audio went out, or his something may have squeaked, or he pulled out his his headpiece yeah. when. So my thing is, he was probably so in the moment that he was like, fuck it, I don't need that. And he started singing from yeah. what could. So there's just so many things that play. Oh, yeah, you're right. Adrenaline pumping. Yeah. But, but no, I hear what you're saying. I, and I I respect that that grind that he has and the determination where he was just like, you know what, I can't just stop because a, and a headpiece came out. And as you know, any form of entertainment, you're on a time crunch. So if he were to just be like, all right, guys, let's pause, let's fix this, and then we'll regroup and start again. He's losing stage time. And then they gotta they can't push Morgan back any further. So it's like he might not even get to finish the song if he just stopped the audio. Now you have to take into consideration, well, would it be better if I stopped singing? Or would it be okay That's if I just point. got absolutely bashed? He did what he's passionate about. He kept singing. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. We've all bombed. We've all bought a fucking lootly. I do it we quite have. I do it quite often. You learn a lot from it. You learn a lot from bombing. You really yeah, I, do. I think you learn everything from fucking failing. I, mm-hmm. I I try to talk about it a lot just to try to make people feel better about themselves. There's not a lot lot of lessons you learn from success. Nope. Yeah, nope. everything that I've ever learned that really taught me something, something that I needed to learn was from failing at something. Oh, and you got to do it a lot. You've got to try every possible scenario to get there. And it's like, okay, this didn't work. I'm going to try this. That didn't work. It makes it all worth it when you finally click. And it's oh, like, yeah. this worked. I can show other people so they don't have to go through that struggle. And even when you show them the right way to do it, they're not going to get it their first try. They're going to fuck up and they might fuck up a different way than you fucked up. Then you can collaborate and figure out, okay, you don't need to do what they did. They don't need to do what you It's it's a beautiful thing, family, and people don't take that into consideration. There, there's so many people on social media and just life in general that are scared of, scared of failure, so they don't even try this shit. And there's millionaires out there that don't even know they could be millionaires because they never even stepped out the door. Yeah. So it's just things we need to take into consideration. Yeah, too many people are so scared to get out of their comfort zone, they'll never know they could be successful. Yeah. There, there's, yep. so, there's so many folks that I'm fr- like, so around where I'm from, you're either a farmer, a nurse, 
a teacher or you work at Robbins Air Force Base doing civil service. Uh, those are those are your careers coming out of high school. If you try to do anything else different, you're told you're a fucking idiot. You're told you're a moron. You're going to fail. And like, let me tell you, there's there, none of those would have ever fit me. None of those. But I tried to fit in for as long as I could, and I was miserable as fuck. Finally, about 28 years old, I found my way, and at 35, I'm right where I want to be. There you go. And let me t- it, but you got to have a leap of faith. If you don't trust yourself and gamble on yourself at some point in time, you're going to spend the rest of your life making somebody else money and making yourself miserable. Yeah. You got to tell that voice in your head to just shut the fuck up. And, and even if it scares you, even if it absolutely terrifies you, you have to just ignore it and go for it. And it could be scaring you the entire time. But now that's one of the first things that I do. If it scares the shit out of me, I'm chasing it. That's the first thing I'm oh, doing. Yes. First thing I'm doing. It might need, I might have to drink a little bit to encourage myself, but I'm getting on that stage. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same fucking way. Uh, yeah. Speaking of that, you said earlier, and I, and I knew that you, I thought you were something in the medical field. You were a, uh, a pharmacist before. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, fuck. Yeah. Can you still write scripts for Adderall? The hell no. Fuck. <laughs> I, it's probably been it's probably been like three and a half years. God damn. Yeah. So, so let, let me ask you, because that isn't you'll be the first person that has had a job like that. That has been on the show that has went from being because that had to be successful. Like you had to be doing you had to be doing well. My last year I was in corporate. So the last year, I mean, I was working in an office and. I was just verifying scripts from a cubicle at like on the upstairs of a CVS. So I was working uh, like twice a week and then it ended up being just once a week. And then I just, I just stopped when this stuff started taking off really big to where I knew I was like, okay, even though this is going to be scary, I'm going to give it a shot and see what happens. And it's one of the best things I've, I could have ever done. Yeah, you got to be killing it then. You had to you had to know that it was just use fixing to start fucking killing it. Uh it was dude, it was it was scary and I rem- I always remember the exact moment. I had about I waited. I waited. I left my job and waited a good 2 weeks to see if I could actually make this work. And I remember um I was on live. I had about 600,000 followers at the time. I went live and I dressed up like Bob Ross and I gave myself the title <laughs> and I did this elaborate painting. I, I had the poster board facing away from the camera. I acted like I was doing all this elaborate painting. I took glitter and like blew it onto the paper and took all this time to make it look like it was going to be something. And I turned the poster board around and it was a hand Turkey that I got. I took paint from dollar general when I got off work that day took paint did a hand turkey with two googly eyes thing sold for six hundred dollars that's cool and i was like hold on a second this and it wasn't even the money it was it was more so the fact like these people like genuinely care about me and like see something in me that they think is valuable i've really got to push this shit and go hard and from that moment on like i started grinding grinding that's fucking cool it was cool, man. Yeah, six hundred thousand. I I knew it w- it was taking off because I went from maybe 
40, 50 followers to about 500, 600,000 within two weeks, three weeks. And that's when I knew like everything was about to change. Fuck, that's a big jump yeah. real quick. Yeah. So what were, you, what were you doing to make it jump so quick? I had my first, my first viral video. It was the, uh, when the laugh doesn't match the looks. So I was acting like a guy talking to a girl and he's hitting on the girl. And then all of a sudden the girl makes this really ugly, nasty laugh. And he goes like, the fuck was that? And like, it's, it's just back and forth sketch comedy. And that was the first video that went viral. And then I just started throwing out ideas. Anything that came to my head, I would just post a video on it. And they just kept hitting. And then once it got to a certain level, though, I put too much pressure on myself and just did what was comfortable as opposed to thinking of new ideas and things of that nature. But within the past few months, I've gotten back to like thinking of new ideas, getting out of my comfort zone, new sketches, things of that nature. But yeah, that I mean, I just had that one video go viral and it, it skyrocketed. And then after that, I just was like, okay, that worked. So they may like, they might like this post that boom, post that boom. And then it just, it just happened very fast. Have you got a lot of it, hate? I, I always like to ask about the hate that dudes get or just anybody in general. Um, yes. And the hate didn't really start until about a year and a half, two years ago. Like when I joined a group and I started like going out and and hosting and that's when like people started talking dumb shit about like me being short, me being skinny, me being how short are you? I'm five eight. I'm shit, I'm five ten on a good day. I'm probably closer to you. I might be that's five. A, I'm just giving myself You're not fucking short. But the thing is like it's it, it turned into like a, a big thing. And then cancel culture came in when I stopped getting along with certain people. But for the most part, it's just as a comedian, it's hard. When, when like I was a little bit younger before pharmacy, I did book cover modeling. So yeah. I was traveling all over the country, going to like romance meet and greets and signing books and doing things of that nature. And I'm not saying I'm sexy, I'm attractive, anything like that. You saw my mom. You you thought my mom was attractive. You're not an ugly man. We we just talked. We just talked about this on the show Friday. You're not an ugly fucking man. I can say that. I can't say that. I appreciate you saying that because it's going to play a part in what I'm about to say. It's hard as a comedian because if you try to joke on somebody else and you're quote unquote attractive, oh yeah, gonna get offended because they already when I step up on stage think I'm a douchebag. I look like. 100% 100% agree. The tattoos, the edged up beard, the eyebrows, I look like a dick. I will give you that. So it's like if anybody calls me a certain name, like if somebody like I've always been big. If you call somebody skinny and short, be ready to get called tall and fat. If yeah. you can't if you can't handle being called fat, don't talk about somebody's head shape. Don't talk about their body shape, their height, nothing. But if you can handle a joke, Say it. Fuck it. But as soon as you call somebody small with a big head, this and that, and then they're like, shut up, fatty, and you get offended and try to cancel that person, shut the fuck It takes all the fun out of comedy. But yeah. yes, the hate has been there, man. Oh, you just opened my favorite fucking door when it comes to this. You just opened my favorite door. Uh, I have to 
careful when I am giving it back. I have to walk mm -hmm. on it because it's so much easier for me to look like an asshole. Like Goose can get away with saying anything to anybody. Yeah. He's perfect. Like everything for it. He can just pick on anybody for anything. It's, I don't know. It sucks. No, no, no gotta, see, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, see, I have a motto though. Like, and this is what I tell everybody. Because I love roasting people. I love giving you fucking shit regardless who you are. And anytime somebody has came at me about one of our shows when I've been talking shit about anybody uh, in particular, I say, look, my best friends in this world, we talk the utmost shit to each other. If you saw, if you saw some of our group chats, you would try to cancel me because of our group chats. And I'm literally talking to my best fucking friends and i'm calling them the worst names that you could fucking call them that has nothing to do with what i actually fucking think about them yeah. like and if i'm going to talk to my best friends like that then that opens the door up for me to talk to somebody else like that that is my love language if you don't fucking get that you're the oversensitive person i'm not gonna make myself uncomfortable to make you comfortable yeah so no, I and and I take it back. I grew up to where, and I still think Richard Pryor is the funniest motherfucker of all time. Dave Chappelle. I, fuck you. Richard Pryor is one, Chappelle's two. <laughs> Richard Pryor, classic. He was one of the, the pioneers. Dave Chappelle has changed the game. He has he is such a genius when it comes to shit. Did you hear about, did you ever, like, watch some of his specials? I've, I've seen him live. Have you seen Chappelle live yet? Yeah, 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 yeah. So remember the joke he did about Detroit? Which one? When he said he smoked rapper weed. I don't remember it. Quote unquote booed off stage. And he was like, the paper said, I got booed off stage. I would like to digress. I got booed, but I didn't fucking leave. And yeah. he said all of the things were happening in slow motion. And then some lady started screaming and I want my money back, blah, 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 blah. And he, he all of a sudden sobered up and he said, hear me, good people of Detroit. I'm sorry that you're not having a good time, but nobody's getting their fucking money back. And he said he took half the money from his show, spent $25,000 in bubble gum and gave it to the homeless people in Detroit so they could chew it and still be hungry. <laughs> How on earth could anyone come up with a joke like that? That is incredible. That is one of the highlights of his career, I think. But I you're right. Hey, Richard Pryor, great. Well, comedian. the reason why I will always say Pryor is one is because you hear Chappelle reference Pryor being one. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's one A and one B, though. You got to pay homage to I the, mean, the but if you, but pop. but but also too. And I'm not saying that Chappelle is not going to be relevant in 40 years. The fact yeah. that you can go back and you can listen to Richard Pryor live on Sunset Strip and everything from 40 years ago and it's still fucking funny you can go back and listen to eddie murphy raw back in oh, the 80s a, and eddie murphy if he was still doing stand-up eddie murphy would be one of the fucking greatest like, oh, yeah like that and i think in 40 years my like my generation will still appreciate dave Chappelle. Oh, absolutely such a generation that's so soft and offended by everything dave Chappelle is it it's gonna fade just like everything else but unfortunately, the the new generation is just so soft, and it's it's so hard to joke about anything because everybody's so uptight I, and by everything. I just heard a comic talking about this last night. I don't think it is. I think you just have to be able to deal with the hate. 
I hate, oh. I, th- I think you have to know that it's going to come. I think you have to know that the second you open your mouth, that you have to remember that you're doing comedy. And that's why they're there. You're not sitting there. It, it, fuck them. That's why I hate seeing it pisses me off so bad right now, seeing all these people that are going to comedy shows and thinking that they can fucking holler out at the, at the comic. That is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens. It, it really does happen. Yeah. But I, I've never seen it like it's been in the past year though. I've heard, I've heard of hecklers before, but not people giving their fucking opinion. Do what now? People are running up on stage, tackling people, smacking people. Cause they're offended by what the comic said. And it's just, it, dude, it's sad. Everybody's so soft. When no did it, joke. when did a joke stop being a joke though? Like it, it is one thing. Like if I went to go to a fucking, to the, uh, to the opera. Okay. Or not in the opera. The opera wouldn't be good. Cause that's still fucking storytelling. If I went to the fucking Senate and I had to listen to somebody sitting up there saying something really offensive, then yes, I'm taking that as literal gospel. Like, you shouldn't be saying that stuff in a public setting. If I go and I listen to you tonight and you're doing a set, no matter what you say, I should know that I'm going to listen to be entertained. If I get offended by it, I should walk the fuck out because other people are laughing and being entertained. You should know what you're walking into. Yeah, I I totally agree. And knock on wood, it hasn't happened at my shows, but... I've I've got to prepare for at some point, especially if it gets bigger, that someone someone's gonna and I'm sure people have come to my shows and were like, he was too vulgar and stepped out. I mean it's happened, but at least they didn't just stand up and be like, fuck this guy, you're too vulgar, you're too nasty, this isn't even funny. But I mean, it, it is what it is. It's not gonna be like I'm gonna stand up there and do a fucking TikTok dance and TikTok jokes. I have to do that because it's filtered and I'm trying to be well-rounded and things of that nature. But when I get up on stage, I get to be me. Yeah, 100%. exactly. So it's not a sketch. It's just like I'm I'm not playing it safe. So many comedy clubs that I went to in the last year were expecting me. Oh, shit. We back? Yeah. You didn't go down. Uh, sorry. Um, my phone said 20%. But there's so many comedy clubs where the people working there we're like, oh, he's going to get up there and do Rodney stuff and TikTok jokes and TikTok dances and things of that nature. I went balls deep in just stand up and just did 60 to 90 minutes of just pure stand up right off the top of my head. So it's 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 bound to happen. It's bound to happen, especially when you get into improv and making fun of people in the audience. Somebody's going to get their feelings hurt. But it makes it so much more fun when they just fuck around with you. Yeah, that's what it's, I think. I just don't understand why people. I'm not putting myself in that situation if I don't know what it is. Right. It, it, I just it drives me fucking insane that somebody pays the price of admission to be offended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and what, I always say in my shows, I'm like, whether you came here to support me or whether you came here. And regardless of what leaves my mouth, you're just happy to see me doing well. And you came to support everyone in this room has one thing in common. Nobody's getting their money back. So have fun, have a drink, enjoy your fucking time. It's simple as that. I'd walk on that stage and I'd say, look, motherfuckers, you're either on the inside of the joke or on the outside of the joke. You can either laugh and not be offended or you can get the fuck out now. 
Yeah. You yeah. either so have fun with me or not. Ground rules. Every single show, I set ground rules and do extra preparation for what's about to leave my mouth and make sure everyone in the audience is buckled the fuck up. That's where I wish Richard Pryor was still around. I wish that you had to tell Richard Pryor or you could bring Eddie Murphy back to where he could actually do stand. Eddie said, has said multiple times he will never do stand up again because of the generation we live in. Eddie. Oh man. But, oh. I wish I fucking wish that they could do it and yeah. just piss every fucking by. I love the fact that Bill Burr tries to piss people off. Bill Burr is one of my fucking favorites right now. And will always be. And Segura. Tom Segura is fucking great. Tom Segura, he doesn't give a fuck. Tom Segura is top three comedians of all time. And, you know, I wish he was better. Well, it's not that he's bad, but you could tell he was a little nervous. And I'm sure he'll get better. And he's very random ADHD. But podcasting-wise, number one for me, uh, Theo Vaughn. That motherfucker is so accidentally funny. Like everything that leaves his mouth, you just you're not ready for. You uh-huh. can expect it, and he's gonna change it up. He he is so fucking intelligent that he's oh, stupid. He's yeah. so he's so fucking smart that he's stupid is what he is. Every <laughs> joke set up, and he's going in prepared. He's never gonna slip up. It's like it's some something's gonna leave his mouth that's gonna work with what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> and even I, if it doesn't work, it's gonna make you fucking laugh. I doubted not okay. I better say it's fucking right way because I love I love fucking Theo Vaughn. I yeah. doubted how intelligent he was. I just thought he was like fucking just one of these random fucking guys or whatever, right? That just said the first thing that popped his mind that he didn't think it through before he said it, and he just was accidentally funny. Until I saw that Laney Wilson did his show the other day. When yeah. I saw that Laney Wilson did his show, that is the moment that I knew there was no way in hell knowing some people that, that she's associated with and everything, they would not have let that girl get close to her. If it wasn't for the fact that he knew exactly the shit that he was going to say, like he, he knows yeah. what he's doing. He knows the game that he's playing. He knows exactly how to fucking go about what he's doing. And that's why he's so fucking good at it. Watching an artist. Yeah. You're watching- it's a fucking genius. The yeah. only the only one of them that's batshit fucking crazy that that's I really don't think that knows what the fuck he's saying are gonna say is that Bobby is Bobby Lee. Uh yeah. I don't think Bobby Lee ever has fucking but idea what he's gonna say. He's trying a little hard. Yeah, I like I, that dude's fucking he's he tickles shit out of me. Yeah. Oh no, he's funny. He's gonna have some liners, but it's like, what the fuck? Why did he just say that? What what is why? That didn't add anything to anything. No, what? I agree. What's some stuff that you want to get into? Because you, uh, you just seem like a lot of the things that I tell folks on here, and you, you're you one of the prime examples of somebody that's done it. So I didn't get into country radio by accident. I, I blew up on some uh, older apps, Snapchat and some other stuff, and it got me picked up by country radio, and right. they got me to where I'm at now. If you don't use the apps you're given and stuff is like marketing tools for yourself and you just let that stuff kind of die out, then you're just you're you're really shooting yourself in the fucking foot. But it right. seems like you're you're moving, you're using them as stepping stools to go on to the next thing. And that's what usually makes me like people that you know that end up building that build big followings. What's yeah. some stuff that you got like on the horizon that you want to get into or you want to do? Man, I'll be honest, I would love, 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 love being a host 
of any TV show you put me on. Like, if they would let me host the fucking Bachelorette, I'd kill it. Or <laughs> I watch like Kay's got me watching. Uh, I was watching Bachelor in Paradise. If you could put me as the bartender on Bachelor Paradise. Bro, I would stir so much shit on that beach. I would be like, oh, my God, that bitch was just talking about you. And she said that she could smell you before you even got to the island. What are you going to do about that? And she kissed your man while you were sleeping. Bro, I would kill hosting a TV show. And it makes me so mad. I had such a shitty manager last year. Freaking worst cooks in America on NBC reached out and were just waiting on a response from him. And never heard anything. So they continued on with the fucking show. And I would have been on Worst Cooks in, in America. I would. It's If you give me an idea. Or ask me questions. I will have answers. And ideas all day. Now when it comes to podcasting. I'm not the greatest at asking questions. And things of that nature. But if you put me on like hosting a TV show. Or being a part of a show. Or a commercial even. Yeah. Or anything. Like that and you just give me structure and an idea i will run that shit into the ground yeah i was i mean love to do something like that me and you complete opposites and i i get some people need structure and when they have a little bit of structure they can fucking make it um like they can fucking destroy it they'll make it so fucking good and i can see you doing that you give or, me that's the thing if they just tell me to wing it if they give me yeah. about what i need to talk about yeah or anything of that nature, I can wing it and come up with ideas yeah. all day. I can bounce off of other things and stuff like that. But yeah, see, I wouldn't be good at that at all. Doing this where I can just shoot from the hip, I'm good at this. That not at all. I would I would despise fucking I I, I want it to be random. I want it to be just flow. I would hate that. But I could see you doing that. Like I could like I kind of get like the Ryan C. Cresty vibe but like you're funnier fuck. that you're here you're fu you're funny fuck <laughs> no I'm, i didn't mean it like that i'm just saying like, i just wanted opportunity to like kind of show my my real set i don't know it's just i pray for the opportunity that someone puts me on something even if it's a like that's why i love podcasts so much yeah. it's just like, i want to meet more people and kind of branch off to to a bigger a bigger platform because i never want to be stagnant yeah i want i want that next level every single year that i'm doing this and luckily i'm I'm gradually going up and up and up but once you hit that plateau it's it's just hard it's like okay i went on 35 states i've got to do big shit and it's just without if you don't have a manager a booker uh like it's it's hard as shit. Like this whole tour this year, I was emailing venues, I was calling venues, like I was calling sponsors, trying to get sponsored and things of that nature. So it's it's a lot of work and it's a lot different, but I'm praying that that opportunity comes at the right time and somebody picks me up and I I just kind of take off from there. That's what my fingers are crossed for most. I, I, I'll give you a crazy bit of advice and it helps me every single month. And it helps me in the weirdest fucking way every month. Uh, I don't just go to Nashville for that one week out of every month to just record shows with people. Uh, yeah. It's more convenient for them to get there than to get to where I'm at in Georgia. Um, dude, the networking there and going out to certain places and everything. Oh, absolutely. You don't never know who the fuck you're going to run into. 
Nope. Nope. And I was supposed to move there February 2nd of last year. And the week before that, I met my now girlfriend and we ended up staying here. I didn't move to Nashville. Yeah, load her yep. ass up. You'll I, be on TV and I, you'll be on CMT next year. Bro, I, I, I'm just praying that somebody gives me a shot and opportunity. Hey, look, and I, and I love her to death and I, and she would have, even if I wouldn't have said this to her, she still would be in the same boat she's in right now. So I'm not taking credit for none of it. Me and Demps did a show together last March and I told her the same thing. I'll tell you right now, being in that circle that she was in already running in, it was just a matter of time before Spotify picked her up before Sony, before all these other people just started picking her up. And next thing you know, Nate Smith picked her up, John Lanks, and all these other artists, everything else. And now there's bigger people that are just wanting her to get involved. Folks like y'all are a marketing company within yourself. Like yeah. what it used to cost $100,000 to promote somebody and get them on radio or to, to be in a music video or anything like that. Now there are people like you to where you can be your own marketing agency. Right. You you don't have to do that anymore. You can still get paid real well for a short period of time doing something for a, a half a day's work to where yeah. it used to cost a marketing company $100,000 a month to get a song on country radio. You don't need that anymore. But like last month when I was up there, I got to hang out with fucking Jay Cutler, the, the football player. Uh, yeah. I, I got to fucking meet a guy from ESPN who produces 30 for 30s and just was fucking around John Daly and some more people just by being with my buddies and shit. And yeah. like, you never know. Nashville, I used to think you didn't need it like because of social media. No, you fucking need it. Like you, you need it or you need a big city just to network. It's like when I lived in Los Angeles, like you really just don't know who you're going to run into. At any point in time, you never know. It's just you could be at the right time, right place, and make friends with a producer of a fucking show. And yeah. next thing, y'all become friends and you're on a show. It yeah. really, right place, right time. Yeah, because yeah, the crazy thing about folks like you are just in danger or goose or anybody. It takes one fucking time. Yep. It takes one fucking time to be in front right. of the yep. right person. Yep. And you, I mean, you never know. You never know who the fuck you're sitting. Well, it, it could even be in your town you're into right now. It takes because yeah. people like y'all, you shine. You really do. You stand the fuck out. It don't. It, it don't take. I probably if you knew what a fucking dickhead I am. I'm glad, <laughs> glad you called me back, so I didn't have to be a bigger dickhead. Uh, but like I said, there's a certain people that that are different, and I don't mean like you're special or just. I'm trying I to say, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's special in their own fucking way, but yeah. some people are meant to shine. Some people are meant to entertain. It's yeah. obvious from the shit that you do and how you do it. And you're coming up with your own original stuff. I knock so many men and women that blow up on social media because they just did it by doing what was trendy. And then they think that they're social media famous because they well, just what, follow trends. Yeah. If you, if you make a whole career or a whole platform, off of what other people are doing. What, what, like, how are you going to bring that onto a stage? How are yeah. you going to do a bigger platform and show people or inspire people and reach out to people and, right. and show them that they can do it as well. If, if you're just copying other folks, that's not showing any part of you. Yeah. And it's, 
I don't know. It's a beautiful thing when you can be genuine and people back you for it. And yeah. that's why I every single person that has, has been with me from the jump or new folks that just started following me. It's like, I literally would have none of this without each and every one of them. So it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. It is a beautiful thing. It's surreal. Well, dude, I am uh, extremely glad that me and you got to finally do this. And I'm glad that you called me back and I'm glad <laughs> that I didn't have to be a dick. Uh, hey, sorry for uh, being a dick. Now you're cool, dude. Hey, look, I'm telling you, all it ever takes, if anybody is listening to this, be call the motherfucker on just call, his cell phone. Do that's all you gotta do. We brought all that motherfucker. Well, it wasn't that you could have sent a text, and I probably would have been okay with even the text, but it's the fact that you actually called me. I'm not gonna lie, I was typing the text. Okay, I'm glad you fucking called me. Uh, because it <laughs> it just looks better. We're grown folks. Hundred percent. It, it just Always. looks fucking oh. better. Always. If you, Always. if I'm telling you, if you'd have known some of the fucking dudes that have Dude, just big leagued me, and you, and the thing is, you you know some of the dudes that have big leagued. Yeah, me. I am 100 percent met of my damn self. Yeah, and they can suck my ass is what they can do because I just don't have no use for them. Nope. But it's also nope. reasons why guys like you are doing stuff, and even if they have a big following, they're not doing shit. They're sitting in their house doing whatever. So yeah. uh, I appreciate you spending some time with me. I ain't gonna take no more time up on your Sunday, but uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. And anytime we're doing some shit in Nashville, I'll let you know, and you're more than welcome to come be part of shit. Let me know, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, man. Anytime, brother. Well, hey, uh, which go ahead and drop your social media stuff too. They probably already got you more than likely, but why the fuck not? YouTube, MySpace, Instagram, TikTok, comedic underscore Cody. It ain't nothing else anywhere else. If you do see something else, fuck them. It ain't. It ain't me. So just comedic underscore Cody, no matter where you look. There Hell you yeah. go. There you Raise go. Hand. All right, folks. Well, I'll holler at y'all later.